0: Hey guys, this is Gable. You're listening to Next Impact. This is our inaugural episode. Um, This is part of the Break Room BS series of wrestling podcast. Um, If you haven't listened to us before, we normally cover New Japan wrestling. Um, But I'm venturing out on my own. No Dave. Um, Dave is typically typically my co-host on this New Japan coverage episodes, Uh, but if you listen already, I guess you already knew that, Um, so today we're talking about Impact Wrestling, obviously, as in the name, Next Impact, Um, and if you did not notice by the stupid ass spelling of Next, we will also be covering NXT, now, the issue, if you want to call it an issue, of covering Impact, for myself, is I am not home or available to be watching Impact on Friday nights when it airs on uh, what's that called Twitch. Um, I do not have Pursuit. Um, my only option, unless I wanted to go on one of those back alley websites, but I'm I'm not going to. Um, my only option to watch it is when it airs the next Tuesday on GWN, which is their, uh, their, I guess not impacts app, but a partner app that they work with. Um, yeah, but there's new episodes for the following Tuesday. So just look at it as a way of catching yourself up for the upcoming, uh, week. If you're someone who watches on Friday, or if you're someone else like me who watches on Tuesday, the following Tuesday, then you are still uh you still have this fresh in your brain and you're listening to what i got listening to what i got to say jesus christ um all right uh just wanted to get a few notes off before we start going into the show um we have a new japan episode coming up uh tomorrow tomorrow night i'm thinking um so that should give you guys time to catch up if you are not caught up on your road uh to duntaku matches um dave will not be on that one this week he, like i said he's typically on that but he is out of town on a very important business trip meeting with governor schwarzenegger in california um Let's see, and if you have not listened yet, listen. you can listen to our last episode of Ring of Fusion, which, kind of like this show, blends together the two uh, products that we are uh, we're reviewing, um, which would be on that one, Ring of Honor and MLW Fusion. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at BreakRoomBS1, that's at BreakRoomBS, the number one. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Instagram. Um, at Breakroom BS, and I think that's our only social media. All right, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and save and get you guys into the show now. All right, guys, just to recap how the last episode of Impact ended. Uh, you have the ref Johnny Bravo taking out Cage's leg while having John Morrison, or as he goes by on the show, Johnny Impact, up, up vertically for a brainbuster. Um, so I was real excited to into this because I wanted to know where this storyline was heading. Um, first match we have to start off the show. We got Scarlet Bordeaux and Falalba versus the Desi Hit Squad. Uh, If you're not familiar with the Desi Hit Squad, they uh, kind of got like a Sing Brothers type vibe going on. Except uh, we we thankfully do not have to watch Ginger Mahal at any point. Um, Let's see. And if you're not familiar with Fala Ba, which I mean, I'm sure you are if you're listening to an Impact podcast. uh, He's quite the fan favorite with the Impact crowd. I mean, he's not... A main eventer by any means but he's very he's a very lovable character like a like a Toru Yano from New Japan um minus any of that heel work that Yano pulls off um oh there I am with the ums again I'm gonna listen I'm very self-aware of the ums and I'm going to try to cut them so work with me here while I work with myself so uh, Scarlet Bordeaux gets tagged in uh, early on in the match, and neither one of the Desi hit squad want to fight her. Uh, It's kind of that whole, I don't want to punch a girl thing that happens anytime a girl gets in a match, uh, or intergender match. Not every time, but it happens quite a bit. Um, Ba, it's not too long uh, after that that Ba gets tagged back in. Kals gets excited a little bit later on for the Hot tag as he as he called it. Um, it makes sense to have a character like Scarlett Bordeaux on a show where you have Don Callis doing commentary. It's just comedy gold at that point. Scarlett holds the rope open for Bob to do a dive between the ropes. And I'm thinking no way does this guy get between the ropes. No way does he make this dive. He fucking did it. He fucking made that shit. And it did not look bad at all. Afterwards, Scarlett performs a top rope crossbody uh, to the outside. Uh, Rohit, I believe his name is, of the Desi Hit Squad, gets a hip attack by Bordeaux and begs for more. She tells him to close his eyes. and If you're watching, you can pretty much tell what's going to be happening next year. Once he closes his eyes, he doesn't get Scarlet Bordeaux's butt, but uh, he gets the fall off bot. Uh, Afterwards, we have Scarlett climbing onto the back of Ba for a leg drop onto Raj Singh. Yeah, his name's also Singh, just like the Singh brothers. Uh, So she climbs on the back of Ba for a leg drop from the middle rope, and that finishes the match right there. Um, Not a bad match, but... I mean, there's some... more... Creative things you could probably do with a intergender match set up like that. You kind of, you kind of get what you expected here. The, the, the opponent's afraid to hit the girl. Some sort of, I mean, Scarlett Bordeaux is really attractive, but some sort of moment where you you have the guys making goo goo eyes over her. It's, it. You got what you expected from it, so not much of a. Uh, Yeah, not much of a match there. Up next we have a Lucha Brothers promo where they're talking directly to the camera and we get a horrible, horrible voice changer effect that doesn't really cover most of what they're even talking about afterwards we get a Diener's promo it's pretty funny Cody Deaner uh, is encouraging his brother to train while he's basically doing no training for himself there's a really funny part in there where he says hey you know what let's uh, let's switch and they just end up sitting on a, on a like a porch swing drinking beers for that por- part of it and then it goes back to the other brother just, trucking trucking giant tires across the yard and, uh, these guys seem like they're gonna be funny but they might also be pushed a little too much where i'm getting too much of the same jokes in the same spots over and over again we'll see we'll see when they uh when they make their debut coming up here uh, after that we get another promo where we have Eli Drake and Eddie Edwards backstage up talking each other for their main event match against the uh, Lucha Bros. Not really much going on there. And then after we get another promo, just promos galore. This is four back-to-back promos where Tommy Dreamer is doing the opposite and down-talking his opponent for later later on. Which is Madman Fulton of OVE um yeah that's it for the promos up next we have moose and dez from the rascals going at it now dez dez is a much much smaller person than moose but manages to hold his own earlier on in the match moose destroys dez with a lawn dart to the corner Moose manhandles Dez a little more, and then Dez gets in a hurricanrana, which is pretty impressive to do to someone who's, who's much larger. So, I mean, I, I guess that's Moose doing all the work there, but they made it look good. Um, his good luck doesn't last very long, however, because then Moose goes back to manhandling him. Dez does a flip to the outside, but Moose catches his, uh, catches him by the legs in like, the hurricanrana position. And so, just imagine Dez inside the ring, running, doing a front flip to land on on Moose, who's outside. And right whenever he's like about to give him a hurricanrana, it Moose just catches him, like right there with his legs around his neck. It, it the timing looked good, the, the 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 catch looked good. It it looked, it, I mean, it looked like if he would have dropped him. Or if anything would have went slightly wrong there, then this Des guy lands on his neck and breaks his neck. So good on them for pulling that off. Looked it looked really awesome. Let's see what we're at here. Yeah, so he catches him in, uh by the legs, and then while while he's just dangling there, he starts to just just slam him off the steel chairs. Then he, uh, then after slamming him off the chair or not, steel chairs, steel stairs. Um, after slam, slamming him off the stairs, throws him into the rest of the rascals. Now, all the rascals are out on the floor. Uh, later on, we got one of the rascals jumping up on. I know one of the rascals tried to trip Moose and gets, gets himself thrown, not thrown out, but thrown. Um, across the ring and the other rascal hits a jump up in Seguri as the ref is distracted with that last rascal who interrupted now after that's done going on Dez finishes with Moose who's now distracted by doing like a handstand like he came up behind him and did like a like a handstand facing the other way and rolled up his, his, his used his legs to bring back Moose for like a like a hands backwards handstand roll up it was it was bizarre but it looked really good really cool and that that is that for that match you got Dez winning and the rascals leaving celebrating here and then you get Moose backstage bitching about how he just got cheated and of course after this we get Tessa Blanchard doing a promo in the restaurant of Gale Kim's husband uh, she goes in to try to look for him, to pretty much just curse him out and make him feel like shit, because she hates his, uh, she hates his wife and whatnot. Yeah, normal, normal girl stuff. Um, in the process of looking for him, she starts harassing the customers, trying their food. Um, one of the employees walks by with some, some freshly clean dishes and she dumps them all on the floor. <coughs> one of the, uh, chefs is just standing there with a, with like a, a knife. And she's like, are you, are you threatening me with that? And she starts smearing food all over her shirt. Um, so this was a pretty funny promo. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tessa Blanchard and it, I, all her promos look just as funny as this. Hmm water there um yeah so that was that immediately after uh, didn't even give it any time to breathe he already got uh gail kim on uh, getting off the phone with her husband just receiving the news about the uh issue uh, and then we go into our second match Which is Madman Fulton versus Tommy Dreamer. It's early on here, Sammy Callahan gets himself kicked out. Uh, not a surprise there. Fulton tries to powerbomb Dreamer, but they both fall over the rope. And it looked like, yeah, I mean, it could have been a botch, it could have been planned, whatever. Uh, they rolled with it anyway. Fulton delivering a series of bumps to the outside of the ring that kind of. Uh, It came off like he was going a little bit easy on Tommy there. I mean, I don't blame him. Tommy Dreamer has gone through all his time at ECW. He's taken how many bumps his body probably will collapse at any minute. Dreamer charges at Fulton with a kendo stick, but is caught in flatlined for the loss. And that is the end of that match. Yeah. Willie Mack then comes out, comes in with a steel chair, try to save the day, but then the rest of OVE comes out, followed by Rich Swan, who then comes out, and then OVE gets the upper hand. Everyone's being restrained. So Callahan uh, hits streamer's arm, which is wrapped up in a steel chair. Later on, we get a promo that is uh, telling us that his arm might be broken or shattered. And then uh, after breaking his arm in the steel chair, he makes, uh, or he hits Swan with a bat right to the face. So, ouch. Directly after this, we have a RVD promo. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call this the I Still Wrestle promo because it really didn't do anything except have him talking about how he's... Still good to wrestle. <laughs> I mean, there's not much content to it. Just a reminder that we have RVD coming back. So, um, I, I don't expect it to be anything phenomenal. I mean, the the guys like Tommy Dreamer's gone through ECW and uh, survived. So I can't imagine his body's in the greatest shape. Afterwards, we get. Oh yeah, this is where we find out that Dreamer's arm is broken. Willie Mac says to, uh, I think Killer Cross comes up to him and 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 starts smack talking him. But Willie Mac, <laughs> Willie Mac somehow gets on the topic of talking about Moose, and I I laughed real out at this. He said that Moose looks like the uninvited uncle to the Christmas party who goes around asking if people tried the potato salad. Oh, that was, I mean—that's a really funny description. I don't—I don't know what that means, but it—it it, it got me to chuckle nonetheless. Um, we're gonna move on to our next match here, which is Madison Rain versus Ty Valkyrie. Start talking before I even uh, hit the record button there. Alright. Not much of a match here. We got Taya ripping on Canada, which is where this is being filmed. I think Toronto or something. Um, Taya ripping on Canada for being too apologetic. And then the crowd starts chanting we're not sorry. So that was pretty funny. Uh, Taya's about to walk up the ramp and just kind of leave and then Jordan Grace comes out to to keep her in there. Uh... Let's see. Rain. Rain rolls up Taya with a, while she's distracted in the ring. Rain rolls up Taya with a schoolgirl when she's distracted by Grace. Then Rain wins. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much it for that. So uh, I guess that's just a reminder match that there is a, uh, a title match coming up at Rebellion, which is their next pay per view this week. me like a water break soundbite. This isn't the Tash show though, so I guess we won't get that. After this, we get a John Morrison interview, John, Johnny Impact interview, uh, where he's basically just saying how great he is and how, how, uh, how much Cage sucks and stuff. And while this is going on, remember I mentioned earlier that Johnny Bravo during the last match interfered. And kind of tackled Cage's leg while he was doing a move on Johnny. Um, but Johnny Bravo is standing, during this interview, is standing behind Johnny Impact and the the guy interviewing him, cleaning his pool. He's cleaning Johnny Impact's pool while this interview is going on. This is hysterical. <coughs> um, yeah, basically just to show, show the audience that... that Johnny Bravo is doing whatever Johnny Impact uh, wants him to do. After this uh, promo, Cage comes out to the uh, the uh, announcer's table and threatens Callis. Callis says they have a special ref for this match at the pay-per-view. I guess, hold on, give me one second. Yes. Hmm. There we go. A little sick right now, so I'm drying up real easy. Yeah, so he comes out and starts starts, uh, screaming at Callus and asking if he has a plan for this pay-per-view match so that he doesn't get cheated by the ref. And uh, Callus points him in the direction of the producer. Well, we cut forward to Cage Cage, uh, interacting with the producer, going up to attack him and whatnot. And while he's in the process of uh, pretty much grabbing by the shirt, yelling at him, you get Lance Storm breaking it up, telling Cage to, to have some integrity. Cage at that moment just kind of looks him, looks at him and says, this is going to be his ref. He wants his, at Lance Storm to be his ref. So at Rebellion, we're going to have Johnny Impact defending his belt up against Brian Cage with Special Referee Lance Storm. Now it's time for our main event. This is gonna be the last match and then we are moving on to NXT after this. So early on in the match, we it, well, I should say who it is. It's Eddie Edwards and Eli Drake versus the Lucia brothers. Our first pin attempt came pretty early after Eddie hits a blue thunder bomb on Penta, which is like a it's like a belly to back power bomb, and Eli follows up with a suplex to Phoenix from the top rope. Eli has a has Phoenix up on his shoulders in like an attitude that he pretty much does an attitude adjustment, but uh, instead of having him face down on his shoulders, he's facing up, and uh, while he to, to do the attitude adjustment. He has Eddie assisting from the top turnbuckle. He does a jump and lands with his knee to to get him adjusted. I don't know what you want to call it. But yeah, it's an assisted attitude adjustment. Um, these two are definitely doing a lot better than Airwolf and Horus were this week against the Lucha Brothers. The Airwolf and Horus... Uh, Horace- just kind of seemed like they were taking a bunch of Lucha Brothers jumps. Uh, uh, bumps. Bumps, not jumps. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah. Moving on, LAX comes out to distract the Lucha Brothers. Didn't work out well for them because immediately after, you get the Lucha Brothers finishing up with a assisted pile driver. Um, you have Phoenix assisting with a uh, assisting the pile driver with a coup de gras to spike down Drake for the win. Lucha Brothers fight LAX all their way up uh, on their way up the ramp, exiting. Camera pans back over to Eli getting mad at Eddie. Uh, Eddie trying to plead his case, and they end up making hug, uh, making making up and hugging. Jesus Christ, I suck at this. Um, Or do they? Do they? Uh, Because not soon after, as Eddie is exiting the ring, Eli jumps him from behind. This kind of works out for Impact here because from if, if you're following the uh, news, uh, Eli Drake is no longer with Impact. I, I can't remember if it was them firing him or him just leaving on his own terms, but he is not a Impact uh, employee going forward um yeah so i mean it, it, they can kind of just use this as a, as a way to just next week be like oh he's fired all right moving on so they don't have to do anything cr- too crazy with that easy adjustments so that uh wraps it up for impact we're gonna go ahead and take a break here and we'll be back with the nxt results Alright, so we're back. We're going to start talking some NXT. Um, Just a reminder what happened on the last show of NXT. It ended with... Well, it didn't end with, but the big tease was... A uh, Undisputed Era versus, uh, versus Johnny Gargano match for the title. And then we get the surprise that it is not going to be Adam Cole. But... Uh, Roderick Strong facing off for the title. So, yeah, let's get into this. The first match of the night is Jackson Riker versus Humberto Carrillo. Uh, the, as soon as Carrillo comes out, the crowd is chanting. It, it sounded like deja vu, so maybe they already saw the, the same match or similar matchup earlier on in the recording. Carrillo has a nice spring springboard enziguri. Riker does a good-looking power bomb. Riker throws Carrillo over the barricade, inserts Niamh, having some short-range knees to the face. Then the ref calls for the bell. I mean, I'm not really sure why he called for the bell. I mean, maybe they're outside the barricade fighting. Uh, maybe, I don't know. It, I'm not really sure what what the bell was rang for here at this point but the match is over and then he continues to beat down on Creo, and Larkin and Birch come out with steel chairs to defend them and I I, I guess Larkin and and Birch are feuding with the Forgotten Sons right now which I mean I I could have just missed just because they're not really neither of these groups are teams that are factions that i follow closely or none of them are really wrestlers that i follow closely this is the first time i've ever had to take notes for the show so yeah it's been brought to my attention now um moving forward though We have a backstage promo going on where Cool is doing some photo shoots and he's asked about the, uh, the title opportunity that Roderick Strong gets against Gargano tonight. Cool writes it off saying that Johnny is just too afraid to fight the leader of Undisputed Era. And while he's uh, talking about this, you got Matt Riddle who's waiting to go up next for the photo shoot shows up and starts mouthing off with Cole, saying that Cole's just jealous of his friend and uh cool's like i don't I, I don't have time for this and he walks away really funny though immediately after you got matt riddle striking some really funny poses right at the camera for his photo shoot um i am a fan of his humor so this gets you excited for what's going going on later on in the night So, next up we have Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne going up against Candice LeRae and Casey Cadenzaro. I think I'm saying that right. Cadenzaro. Cadenzaro. Yeah, so last week uh, they were giving Candice a hard time and told her to find a tag partner. So, this this week she is Casey Cadenzaro. Uh, Casey starts at the match and does this pretty cool handstand. While balancing on the top ropes and just falls into a hurricanrana on Aaliyah. Which is then followed by a really cool looking somersault axe kick. Casey is in there forever and is getting just beat on. uh, Which leads to a hot tag for Candice. When Candice comes in she starts tearing it up. And that eventually leads to her doing an insane springboard moonsault from the middle rope to the middle of the ring. To pick up the win for her team. I really like this team, this, this Candace and Casey. Candace and Casey. Candace and Casey. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see them get moved up to the main roster that, so they can be broken up and it mean nothing. Afterwards, we get a short little promo where uh, Io, uh I can't even say it. Io Shire, 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 Shirei. Shari Shirei. Shire. There it is. That sounds right. Uh, Io Shirei is being interviewed backstage, and I'm man. Sh- they need. I don't want to sound mean, but they definitely need to work on her. English because she I am not picking up a single word of what she is saying. Um then she, she didn't even get to finish what she was saying because then uh she gets jumped by uh Shanna Baszler and her, her posse and that leads into a Kushida promo. And it just talks about how great Kushida is. And then they're interviewing William Regal about Kushida. Cassius Ono shows up and he's like, Hey, you know who can teach Kushida some, some Japanese high-flying? Me, because I'm great. I'm Cassius Ono there. Um, and yeah, so th- thank God we have Cassius Ono to teach Kushida some, some of the Japanese-style wrestling. Thank God he is here. Next match here is the Street Profits. uh, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford going up against the War Raiders. Uh, Obviously this was filmed before the, the incident. You know the the name change incident. You know what I'm talking about. We're not going to talk about it here. Um. Yeah. So the War Raiders are on their way down to the ring, and before they even make it to the ring, Montez Ford hits them with a uh, a dive from inside the ring uh, and takes them out real quick. They get thrown into the ring real quick, and the Street Profits get get the work really quick. Uh, Ford, I believe, hits a frog splash from the uh, from the turnbuckle, and uh, they get a really good false finish. They're really fucking with my emotions here, because we all know since they got moved up, they're probably gonna be dropping the belt soon. Um, so I, I really, I really appreciate that they they knew that we were expecting a, a belt drop soon and wanted to shock us with something and. They did. I, 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 for a second there, I thought Street Profits were going to uh, take it, take it in a uh, a squash match there. Uh, Hanson, Rex, Montez, Ford with a huge lariat. Montez Ford is like he's just totally in beast mode throughout this whole thing. Like he, he and uh, Dawkins are just performing with the intensity that you don't normally see them perform with, and I really appreciate that. Also, working working me into believing that they have a chance here. Uh, Street Profits were really dominating for a lot of this match. Um, a, a win here would really put these guys over. I mean, these guys are, are already pretty good. I like them a lot. But I, d- I don't think they're, they're NXT Tag Team Champs over yet. I don't think they're ready for those belts yet. Um, but a win here would definitely sling them in the right direction I, can't, I mean it would make them the champs so uh, yeah uh, Roe throws Hansen on the Montez who's sitting in the corner and Montez screams like a little girl super funny shortly after uh, War Raiders hit Thor's hammer to take the win and that's all she wrote for that match uh, I guess the belt's not getting traded yet, so I'll live the fight another day. Alright, so let's wrap this shit up. It's 5 in the morning. Our main event here Roderick Strong versus Johnny Gargano. The beginning of the match, there's a lot of jockeying for position, it leads to uh, Strong getting frustrated early on. Strong works Gargano for a while to burn some time. They go back and forth for a while. Gargano hits Strong with a running cannonball from the apron. Um, Strong has Johnny up for an attitude adjuster and counters with a hurricanrana. So that was a really cool reversal there. Strong does a butterfly hold into a backbreaker. Like, so just imagine him like with the butterfly hold position, like that pedigree-esque position there. And he, he pops him up real quick and flips him around and he lands on his back, his shoulder, neck area, the, whole, the the ass neck, as Dave would like to say. Um, Gargano gets strong into the crossface. Uh, uh, the the that that move that he has had: Cole in at take over to to end up winning. Um, cool comes out to distract Gargano before Strong ta- before strong can tap out and the rest of Undisputed heirs start to come down the ramp as well uh, then as they're walking down you get Matt Riddle running out Matt Riddle takes out both Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly while that's happening um, Adam Cole notices this turns around to look at what's going on and he's on edge and he feels a tap on his shoulder Thinks it's Johnny Gargano, immediately turns around, and does a jump up, insiguri kick, and it, to his surprise, to my surprise, it's Roderick Strong. He kicked his teammate. Fucking knew this shit was gonna happen. This is bullshit. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, it's a good story, but I I as a fan of the uh, Undisputed era I get a little nervous anytime I hear hear uh, wind of a breakup. So shit like this makes me nervous um that leads to Johnny doing a swinging DDT. I believe that's what it was. I don't, I was caught up in all the the, the mayhem and that leads to Gargano taking the W. Now this strongly strongly reminds me of the Supercard from Ring of Honor last year when you have Cody versus Kenny in a match. That's when they have their 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 feud. Let me get these headphones off here. They they're in their feud for uh, who should be the leader of Bullet Club, and then the Bucks are torn uh, on who they're back, and the Bucks are in the ring, and they're uh, taking a minute to decide, but ultimately they decide to help Kenny, but Cody Cody drops at the last minute. And you get the Bucks super kicking Kenny, which obviously pisses off Kenny. And you get you get the uh, you get worried for an elite split up. This is exactly like that. We're we're worried about this this undisputed air split up. I mean, granted, I'm not saying it's heading in the same direction of 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 that storyline, but this this part of the story just resembles theirs a lot. And, I mean you're gonna have that in wrestling a lot uh i mean how 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 long has it been since w w f's been in play like forty years or something forty fifty years i mean that you're gonna get storylines that repeat um but uh yeah i mean I'm liking the story i i'm definitely I, when you're a fan of someone, you're 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 whether they're a heel or face, you're gonna be following their, um. The the, their uh. Their feuds, their 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 stuff like this really closely. Undisputed era obviously gonna gonna be one of the uh, top players in. NXT. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. It's five a.m. It is 5 a.m. and I'm trying to make sense of what I'm saying. Disregard the last two minutes of my ramblings. Just l- Listen to the part about the match and the, the comparison to Cody. Um, yeah, I, I do apologize for my nonsense. Hopefully going forward in the future this won't be as big of an issue. But, uh, yeah. Try to stay caught up on this shit. You, you, get, you get a week where I, I, I have to watch these road to wrestling dantaku matches which are like 3 hour shows 3 days in a row i have i've i've nearly 10 hours worth of content just with new japan where i have to stay up till 5 in the morning just to finish watching these other uh these other promotions um with that said it is time to bid you adieu. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BreakRoomBS1, Instagram at BreakRoomBS. Um, if you're a fan of Ring of Honor or MLW, you can check out Ring of Fusion, which is my uh, my review and recap of the Ring of Honor and MLW Fusion show. Um, As I said earlier, there is a Road to Duntaku Part 1 that should be coming up tomorrow night. I get a lot of free time tomorrow night, not tomorrow morning, tomorrow night, where I can uh, hopefully knock knock that show out and get that to you guys. Um, But like I said, there's 10 hours worth of wrestling, so I'm sure you're not even caught up with what's going on yet. But I will try to keep you guys in the loop uh, until Dave gets back. Just me. No Dave. Um, All right, guys. We'll talk to you later.